Oh, do you know what? I was uh, so the other day, I was uh, I was thinking, and um, no, actually, I was talking to someone recently because they they were over at mine and they had like a vape on them, and I was like, fuck, I used to like smoke full time for like ten years, like I never went to vaping. Um, that wasn't really the biggest thing when I was like stopping smoking. Um, and now like when I'm around people, even if they vape, it fucking stinks. And when I talk to someone and I'm like, your breath just smells of smoke. It's just disgusting. I'm like, it really would put me off, I think, dating someone. If, nah, I think it would just put me off. Oh, it's just, now I look at it, I'm like, oh, it's so grotty. Um... And I was like, I don't know how I just consistently did it. Always going outside for a smoke, consistently just needing like like oral fixation to just have like your nicotine fill. Yeah, I feel just so fortunate that I almost died to, uh, <laughs> to quit smoking. Is that what uh, is that what sparked it, the near death <clears throat> experience? Well, I was a smoking since I was seventeen, and like back in the day. Um, it was, it was really Can cool. You, oh, sorry, sorry. Sec. There's oh, people literally trying to watch oh, us sorry. on this. Yeah, well, <laughs> back in the day, and I'm sure anyone can relate to this, like, smoking was pretty cool. When I was, like, 17, that's why people used to do it. So you'd buy, like, a pack of fags, like, oh, me outside. People thought smoking was cool. Yeah, oh, uh, B&H Silver or Camel Blue. Those are, like, the really nice cigarettes. Anyway, so, like, we'd be outside of school, you know, like, twos and a fag and all that kind of stuff. Anyway. What did you just say? Twosing a fag. A, fa- a fag is like a, a c- the audacity. What? That's so inappropriate. To- oh no! In my mind, I was like, <laughs> "What am I just saying?" I'm joking. Um, yeah. So we'd like twos a cigarette. We do love, we do love everyone. We'd uh, we we do <laughs> cigarette. And wait, that's not bad. Nah, that's not. No, nah, I'm joking. Oh, right, but you know fuck. the way that that word is like oh, used for. Fuck, we're gonna get cancelled. <laughs> anyway, so we would choose a uh, a cigarette and um and then like I tried to stop for years and years and years. And I, I read the book. Easy Way to Stop Smoking by Alan Carr. Not like the host Alan Carr, but like this other guy called Alan Carr. Okay. He's like this old school the guy. The B-Tech who, version? No, he, he basically like created this school of like the easy way to stop smoking. And it doesn't tell you the reasons why you shouldn't smoke. It tells you the reasons why you do smoke. So like the psychological reasons behind it. Oh, for sure. And he created like all these courses and these centers around the world. And this book has been translated into like so many different languages because of how popular it is. Anyway, I read that. I like started. Hebrew? Exactly, for my people. And, uh, what was that? It's, 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 uh, it's an Israel accent, Israeli accent. Was it? Yeah. You wouldn't know that because you're not cultured enough. You're so uncultured. Um, that was, I thought you were doing a French accent. No, 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 no. Oh, that was Hebrew. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Really? I, I speak the, um, the Hebrews. Okay. And uh, anyway, so I read the book, started smoking again after like nine months. And, um, and then I woke up, went on a sesh one weekend and I woke up on the Saturday at like four in the morning and I like couldn't breathe. I literally, my, my, my ex was away at her mum's place for the weekend so I was on my own mm. and I woke up and I was like, I actually couldn't breathe. There was, it was like there was a tiny little hole in my like throat that was giving me a little bit of oxygen and I thought I was going to die. I got on the floor on all fours and I tried to like stretch out my lungs, do different yoga positions to like stretch myself out and I was like, I, I literally thought, it's not working, I'm going to die. And after about 10 minutes, <coughs> oh, still after, suffering. I know, after about 10 minutes it went away and that was two months before I moved to Bondi. Oh, Jesus. um, Okay, that recent. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. I was was terrified. Like, absolute. And I never had a... Every time I tried to stop, I craved. I was always like, oh, fucking, when's Mm. when's my next hit? But after that, I didn't crave it once. I was like, nah. The thought of smoking just scares me now. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't ever want that to happen again. I just can't really... I just can't comprehend Mm. 
the process of becoming addicted to something like that whenever it doesn't even like taste good like the first mm. few times or the feeling doesn't feel good the first two times like it just doesn't like obviously with like other drugs that people take like when you take it you get that euphoric feeling and it's like endorphins and serotonin mm. flowing through your body it's like i understand how like someone who like does heroin for the first time will get addicted because yeah. apparently as soon as you take it the feeling is just like apparently. immense yeah yeah apparently <laughs> um <laughs> So I understand of like someone getting addicted to heroin, but it's like yeah. cigarette is like a long process mm. to like gain that addiction. Like it stinks, it smells bad, it tastes bad, it doesn't feel great, it makes your teeth yellow, it's gonna give you mm. mouth ulcers, it's gonna give you mouth cancer. Like well, there's there's nothing about it that I literally look at people and just like I just I don't see the appeal. Well, one of the things that speaks about in the book and it's like you know because no no one who smokes if you ask him do you like smoking no one's gonna go yeah I love it because they don't everyone's like nah it tastes shit it's like this but they keep doing it so mm. you're like what other habit in your life do you get so little enjoyment from that you keep doing and mm. it's like it doesn't really make sense when you add it, it up it's just because it's like nicotine that's why yeah when you smoke it releases endorphins or yeah. like releases nicotine and after you finish your cig everything all the chemicals going through your body it just sparks like addiction straight away mm. no one likes to smoke if you ask any smoker if they wish they hadn't started everyone's going to say the same thing i wish i never started no of course like, the amount of money no. you're spending yeah it's the money it's just the your clothes stink your mouth stink it's just the need of consistently like needing to be outside to like smoke a cig but now you've got vapes and stuff but even that is like I never went nah, to that. Bad. You see that New Zealand's like yeah, banning, banning tobacco from two th- anyone born after 2008. I, I, I think it's a bit like, I don't know if I completely agree with it because like I get it in principle. Yeah. I do understand it, but I don't think it's going to create a really good like domino effect because people are still going to do what they want. You're basically taking away people's free will, which I don't think is the fair thing to do. Right, what's, Educate what's, people. What's the, what's the free will that well, they're taking I, away? If they want to smoke, they can smoke. If you want to yeah, drink, but, but they, they're, they, but they they're, can drink. But they're, they're removing something from society. It's only going to come through through the black market. That's, it's let still it come, going to go through the let market. it come through the black market. Then it's like I mean, but doing making stuff, le- drugs illegal. Like they know people are still going to get it, but it's just going to be harder to get. But if you look at stuff like ecstasy, cocaine, stuff yeah. like that, because it's going through the black market. So I read a study recently in Australia um, that only ten percent of coke is actual coke in the cocaine that's sold here. I feel like Because it goes through, like, well, no, compared to, like, England and stuff like that, this is just specifically for yeah. Australia because it's filtered down so much. Yeah. If something was, like, legalized and you could monitor it mm. and you could make sure it's safe for people, yeah. then there's a way that you could, like, educate people around it. But making it everything illegal, you get dodgy things happening, like pills that end up killing people because mm. people cut it with, like, rat poison, fucking, all this other shit. So I don't necessarily think just banning something is going to help. I think that you should, like, there's a lot of education that needs to happen around it. Banning it is never really going to fix it. People are still going to fucking do it. So really, who are you doing it for? Them or yourself? It's not really for them. I mean, I think for them to go to this extent <coughs> as a country and and do that, you sh- like you should try no, no, not no, to no. cough as loud. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Go on. I've actually, I'm actually feeling all right today in terms of the cough. It doesn't, doesn't feel too bad. I think for them to like do that to that extent shows how serious they are because the reason why most countries wouldn't ban tobacco is because how much money it brings into the country. The amount of money like tobacconist companies actually like put into the economy, into government, like mm. it makes sense why you wouldn't want to. So from the standpoint of as to why New Zealand are doing it, they must like 
have some either some other plan or mm. some other way of like getting money into the into the economy because like for me it's like that's a big deal mm. after anyone but owner after 2008 like can't won't be allowed to purchase tobacco I read a funny comment about like to, it. To, be, like cigarettes are still going to be in the country but if you're born after 2008 even when you turn 18 mm. or whatever the legal age is in New Zealand you, you won't be able to buy it there was a funny comment. So they're about pretty much pretty much saying we can't wait for anyone who's born before two thousand eight to die. You're gonna have you're gonna have thirty year olds asking forty year olds to buy them cigs in shops. <laughs> <all the places. laughs> mate, can you go and get me a twenty deck? Can you sort me out, mate? So <laughs> like, mate, you're not thirty. Yeah, but I was born in two thousand nine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate, I'm not being done over by you, mate. This is just not worth it. This oh, is not worth it. that is funny. But yes, I am glad I don't have a yeah. addictive personality. Yeah, I, I have a few friends that do. Yeah, I definitely do. They're like they there's certain things that they like wouldn't do because you know if they enjoy it there's a good chance they'll um, get yeah, hurt I've got a very addictive personality do you? oh very much so guys welcome back yes episode 23 this is the final one before this is the final one before uh, so, yeah I'll let, oh, you sound ecstatic <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long fucking year it's been a long year I've aged well, guys, yeah, Obviously episode 23, final one before Christmas. Woo! We've almost doing this for a year now, episode 23, so we almost did one a fortnight, which is fucking exciting. That's amazing. We did really, when we first started, we were like one a month. We've done really well. We have Woo! done really fucking well. It's a party. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, this, is, uh, this is great. This is fantastic. Yes, we are on episode 23, smashing it. Um, as per usual, everyone that's been listening and been a... Uh, been on top of our episodes from day dot we thank you very much as always get us on our social channels tiktok tiktok youtube youtube soundcloud soundcloud spotify spotify insta insta facebook facebook and apple podcast and apple podcast there you go um, and two thousand followers now on tiktok and our hashtag has almost got like 300k yes our tiktok is going pretty well people yeah now that we've really started them um, implementing some sort of social media strategy in that bad boy compound interest mate mm-hmm. and our biggest videos just uh, just about to hit 200,000 views 200,000 views That's yeah you heard stuff, you heard stuff. but anyway today's episode mm-hmm. just like last week mm-hmm. we had put out to everyone to um answer a question for us which mm-hmm. is what you learned mm-hmm. about yourself or your partner whether that was a relationship or situationship. And the answers were incredible, insightful. They were. Some funny. So this week, we decided to do that again. If you're on our IG, and we put it out. If you could give your 16-year-old self Mm -hmm. a bit of advice, Mm -hmm. knowing what you know now, Mm -hmm. what would that be? What would that be? So you're asking me or you're asking me? Yeah. Some of the advice I give myself would probably be to hide my weed stash in a better location so my mum wouldn't find it. Did she smoke it? No, she didn't smoke Uh. it. (laughs) Man, it was terrifying, bro. I was like 16, 17 and I was like, I used to be a massive party back in the day. I don't smoke weed anymore. Um, <laughs> I got fuck my lungs wouldn't be able to take it <laughs> fuck that I got asthma as well so it's not doing me any favours um, out of all the things that I could suck at I suck at breathing which is just fantastic <laughs> uh, that's a very great, talented guy uh, it's very talented yeah man I remember I just left my oh, I remember I just left my are the lights coming on 
That is... Uh... No, I'll just go. Anyway, I remember leaving the weed stash in my first drawer, and I think my mum was a bit suspicious, and I don't know why I left it in my first drawer. It was my grinder, my bags, everything. And she just came in my room, and she saw it. She's like, what the fuck is this? And I was Surely like... she knew you smoked it. Oh, do you know what? When I was younger, I used to come in, and I, when I first started smoking weed, I would just pretend, like, coming in from a night with my mates... I pretend that I was just drinking. I was just getting into boozing. And every night I'd come in, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, oh, I've just had a couple of drinks. That's why I've got red eyes. She started thinking I was an alcoholic. <laughs> and then she just, and then I wasn't, clearly. And, clearly. Um, anyway, and then I came in and she's just like, yeah, what the fuck is this? She found my weed. She's like, what Did she fuck? go into your room and look for it? Mm. Well, I think I told, I bumped into one of her mates when in my area and I think she'd asked what I'd done like that day and I was really stoned and I was like, oh, I've just been like chilling, getting stoned with my mates. And I don't know why I said that and she ended up just telling my mum. So my mum went into my room straight away, found my stash in my top drawer, in my top drawer and she just started bollocking me. So I, I made this like whole excuse. I was like 16, 17 at the time oh my Lord. and I was like, mum, look, the reason why I'm smoking is because you put me under a lot of stress and this is why I'm doing it is to give me some like, you know, break and like, you know, like relief from what is such a hard, really like struggling life. Anyway, I like de-escalated the situation. I was just The completely... life of a street cisgender white male, <laughs> Jewish white male No in North, one understands the struggles that we go through, you know, and uh, I basically... You do it hard you're losing on movie rules and everything mate as do you know what i mean like why can't we have a white guy in wakanda why, <laughs> why? do you know what i mean daniel craig could do an excellent job from bond to that anyway so i basically lied from, to my mum from bond to africa do you know what i mean and uh i basically just lied to my mum. vibranium de-escalated the situation and uh, everything was fine by the end of it you know but yeah my th- the first thing I'd probably tell myself is Dan put your weed in a better location so your mum can't find it so that's that, funny that, that would be the first thing that I would tell myself yeah someone actually sent in um, stay away from that guy who smokes, smokes weed on the dole and not making moves <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Shout out to you that sent that in. That's funny. Oh, yes. That's very, very funny. That's yeah. one of our friends that sent that one in. Do I know that person? I just said it's one of our friends. So yeah, yes. but, oh, okay, right. <laughs> I, thought, no, I thought you meant it's, it's one of your mates. No, no, no. Uh, she lives across the road, um, which oh, I thought no. was okay. bloody funny. We actually got like loads of like really good ones and like funny ones as well. Someone says, don't sleep with Brazilians. Yeah, so I thought that was um, I thought that was uh, the person I thought it was. It actually wasn't like but, Jicky. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't him. Yeah, it wasn't him. He makes a he fair did, point. He, he did. Uh, he did message me though, and I was like, "You and Dan just messaged me at the exact same time." <sighs> I thought you were with him, and he, I was like, "What?" He's only been hurt by them. He's only been hurt. What did he say? It was so funny. The bigger the bunda, the harder you fall. It wasn't that, nah. But it was funny. Um, one thing someone did say in though, which I thought was really good. She said, I think divi- define success for yourself. Growing up, people drill into you that success is about having a good job, money, etc. So from a young age, you already think you're <coughs> unsuccessful. Being able to define success for yourself at 16 or 17 and then being able to achieve your own goals from a young age would benefit you more in the future. Rather than thinking you need to do this or do that, be successful and then feeling like you are already failing before you even know what success you personally desire anyway. I was like, fuck, that's good. I think in school, you grow up around so many people that live by like a blueprint of life and we've mm. touched on this bracelet. But briefly school, school is like just a blueprint yeah, though as well. School, like it's literally just 
Yeah, school, one size fits all. Exactly. School is a blueprint. So like my best mate, he, um, he, you know, straight after school, he's like, I'm going to go into Deloitte. He knows what he wants to be. He's going to be an accountant. He's going to yeah. get his like charter degree, whatever it is. Move into Deloitte, be there for a couple of years, then go like into another role, be on a much higher salary. And like when you're around people that it seems like they all already have it figured out, mm. especially at that age as well when you seem like you're taking the first big leap out of like school into what is real life, it's yeah. nerve wracking. It, it is. is really nerve wracking. And looking back now, how young I was, it's like, mate, you don't need to worry. Like everything will be okay. You don't need to have the right job you're going to move into. You don't need to have an idea of what you want to do. Exactly. You don't need to know anything. Like you're 17, 18, 19, 20. Like in those years, it doesn't, even after that, but it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Just because you're around people that think they have it figured out. A lot of those people, they don't really have it figured people out. Just, they're people just, just following other people's yeah, shit. And they're they're just faking they're it until, yeah. until they somewhat make it. Like touching on the school thing, someone also did send in, do not do, do not do a degree because you thought it's what you should do. Follow what you actually want to do. And that does touch on that because I said in my story this week about that, how depending on the type of school that you went to mm. over in Northern Ireland and I'm assuming in England as well, mm-hmm. they would just give you pretty much a tunnel vision of where you're supposed to go. So they they drill into your mind once you get there. It's like, oh, you're going to do your GCSEs. Then after that, you're going to have to start picking your subjects because if you don't pick the right subjects and you're not going to be able to do this certain mm-hmm. uh, degree and stuff. And I think the issue with school, especially back home, they don't give you enough options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't give you enough options, so they they put you in an, an increasing amount of pressure to try and make a decision at the age of sixteen, seventeen, because they put in your head like, if I don't choose ICT, then I'm never going to be able to work in like computing, or if I don't choose um, politics, then I'm never going to be able to like mm-hmm. go into politics. You know what I mean? Or if I don't do I don't know Portuguese, then I'm never going to be able to like move to Portugal and work mm-hmm. in Portugal. So like they they like either unintentionally or intentionally make you ha- feel like you have to make those decisions. And back then when I was 18, I thought like, I thought like that's when my life was going to begin. I thought like, okay, once I get to uni, like this is where it's all going to mm. like kick off. And now looking back on it now, I was like, I literally had no clue what I wanted to do. No clue. Mm. Like nothing. I just knew I enjoyed being on a computer. That's it. And then in my head, I was like, then I need to do computer science. Hmm. So I ended up doing computer science. And within the first semester of my first year, I was like, nah, not for me. And then I ended up like quitting that course and then swapping over to a different course, which was like a mixture of computing and and, like design, Mm -hmm. like creative, which was like better. But looking back on it now, if I could have done it all over again, I don't even think I would have even done computers. Looking back, me being me now, I'd probably go back and do like a psychology degree. Really? Yeah. Yeah, not I was older. quite interested in doing sci- psychology back in school. I ended up doing like film and television studies. Yeah, you yeah. use it. I actually made that point. It's like so many people out there did degrees and like literally aren't using it at all. But you didn't even come to my mind. I was thinking of other people, but that is a very good shot. Yeah. You literally did film and video and now you're selling software. I know, I paid the dream. <laughs> I paid, uh, it's what I always wanted to do as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wanted sure. to be in SAS. Mm. Um, <laughs> So nah, so when I when I was a kid, I um I was always like wanted to like be in I don't know, like I wanted to do acting as a kid and mm. 
then moved into sales. But <clears throat> I remember in college, my, my teacher was like, don't just do a business degree because that's what you think you need to do. Do something you're interested in. And I was really big into films and TV and stuff like that. And so I was like, right, I'll do mm. a film and television degree. Anyway, I remember like halfway through my degree, I'm like, this is such a fucking waste of time. Yeah. £9,000 a year. And I was like, this is just bollocks. Yeah. I'm never going to use this. We were watching Shrek in one of my lectures. And I'm like, what am I doing? How are you getting, how are you paying $9,000 a year to a, a university? A expensive to, cinema ticket, mate. That's an to expensive watch, cinema to ticket. To Shrek, was it Shrek 1 or 2? Would have been one. one. Yeah, yeah would have been one. Yeah, that's mad, mate. That's the most expensive cinema ticket I've ever paid for. But that's the thing, though. Like, and you can't. Sometimes now, if you look at it, it's like you can't really like blame yourself. Mm. You can't blame yourself for making that decision because you made the decision then, mm. based on just what you knew mm. at that moment in time. But again, it just goes down to the fact that you, you just felt so rushed. Like, especially from my school. My school is a grammar school. So as soon as you got there, the intention was just like, everyone is going to uni. You know what I mean? Like, they, the success rates, it's obviously based on how well you're doing your, like your A-levels and your GCSEs, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's also based on how many of the students actually got into university. So they just pushed that, pushed that, pushed that. And I'm just like, oh. I think that we Why? live in I think we live in a very different stage now and I think it's beneficial because when and if I have kids, like I would still promote my kids to go to uni purely mm. for like the culture of it. I'd be like, nah, it's an experience. even if you don't like this isn't for you, I would even push it as like, look, it doesn't matter what you're gonna do, just go and live away for three years with your mates and mm. just go have fun. Yeah, you yeah. don't need to know what you want to figure out, do whatever course you want, but just go and have three years away and have that experience. Because yeah. that in itself that in itself is like going travelling, right? You yeah, never, I love the experience. It's never for gonna sure. be like no one's ever gonna go travelling and go, was it a bad idea? No. No nah. one's ever gonna go to uni outside of their degree and go, was that a bad idea? No. Mm. Everyone had an incredible time. Yeah. So I would push for that. But I think having kids, you know, I would definitely knowing what I know now, push them to just be like, what are you interested in? Mm. What do you want to do? What do you want to get out of life? Fuck what everyone's telling you at school and the kind of shit that they're telling you. What interests you? Don't worry about everything. Your life's yeah. not going to go tits up if you fail your A-levels. It doesn't mean anything moving into the real world because no. there's so many like entrepreneurs out there that don't have a degree in, in anything. But I would push for certain things like you know, going to uni for the sake of it, just to party and have fun, going traveling just for the sake of it and just fucking off and living some experience. Um, I'd also and- say like, find, try and find your passion early as well. So if you find something that you're passionate about, like run with that, mm. run with that and run until you can't run anymore. Mm. And also in the age that we're living in now and the age that we will be when we have kids, social media is so big that even a lot of kids now, their idea of becoming successful is to become successful on social media mm. and on YouTube because they see like the amount of money and the revenue that you can make like so quickly through that realm. So for them now, at the age of 15, 16, they're thinking, why am I going to go to university? 100%. Especially if you live in the States. University in the States is just... It's embarrassing how expensive it is. Mm. So for a lot of these kids, especially in TikTok, the amount of these kids that are just finishing high school and moving to LA mm. because they now have 500,000, 1 million followers on TikTok and all they do is just collaborate with each other and just make absolute crazy money living in these absolute absolute mansions in, 
in the Hollywood Hills. Mm. And that's the realm and the, the direction a lot of kids are going now because they realize how much control they have of of their own like future and their own destiny because of what the internet's now giving them. Mm. They've they've been brought like born into it. We were born out of the internet and then grew internet, so we didn't even know the capabilities that it had. Whereas they've grown up think, thinking, "Holy shit! Like, if I post really good content, half the world's gonna see this, and that's all they just concentrate on." I'm seeing that on TikTok. There are kids who are like 16, 17, 18 who are like blowing up on TikTok, and it's like, "Fuck, you're doing that now. Imagine where that's gonna be in two, three, four years' time. Like, it's just the compound interest on it is gonna be absolutely insane." all the hard work they're putting in is just going to be, it's just crazy. I think it's a very different life we're living in, but it gives people so much more control of what they want to do creatively moving forward. Like it's just so much, I think, I don't know if easy is the right word, but like to create your own success. 100%, 100%. What did I say for something that I would tell my younger self? I wrote it down here. Here we go. Um, Some bars about to be dropped. Bars. No, it's not really. (laughs) Um, Self-reflect and try not to let your childhood traumas numb your ability to truly let people in and build genuine, strong relationships. That's what I would tell my younger self. What do you think of that? I think at that age, it's really, that's definitely something that I think is a, is a good point and definitely something I would like tell myself is to just like not, so can you say, can you say that just one more time? Self-reflect mm-hmm. and try not to let your childhood traumas numb your ability to truly let people in and build genuine, strong relationships. It's, and that's something I'm even at the age of bloody 29, yeah, still trying to, yourself. I'm still trying to work yeah. on that. You know what I mean? And I guess if I'd known to try and do that then, then the ability to do it now would be a lot easier. So I'm like almost like 10 years behind. I've like realized the type of person I am and the things I need to work on. And now I've got to a stage where I'm wanting to like build relationships. And I'm at the age now where like at some stage I'll probably want a long-term girlfriend, get married at some stage. You if, that, if that's thing. He's, uh, he's on the hunt for a long-term girlfriend. Uh, come, please apply. Come down now, baby. We'll leave something at the end of the podcast. Uh, if you want to just put your name, last name, IG, <laughs> email address, he'll just have a flick through and start sending out um, And the size of your bunda. Exactly, the size of the bunda, diameter. The what? Width, the bunda? What did you say? The bunda. Oh, the bunda. The bunda. The bunda. The yams. Diameter, width, everything can, you know, yeah. apply within. But yeah, I guess like that's definitely one of the things I'd, 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 I would have told myself at 16, for sure. It's hard because at that age, you're just a walking, talking hard on. And there's really not much. <laughs> what? Well, like, well, it's not to do with my dick. No, 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 no. But I'm saying <laughs> at that age, you're a walking, talking hard on. You're a kid. You, it's like, it's great advice. And it's definitely something I would give mm. myself. But it's so hard. It's like you have to go through those like tribulations, if that's the right, if that's the right word. <clears throat> Trials and yeah, tribulations. Yeah, yeah to get man. that experience. But that's definitely something I would tell myself is like, don't give a fuck less, basically. Mm. And just care more about yourself and into the relationships and the friendships you're building. But it's at that point, I feel like looking back now and looking at the kind of person I was, you don't have like, it's like you, you don't have the mental capacity to think so complex about things. It's very like black and white, you know? Like Mm. you don't have the same experiences now where a situation can happen and you're able to like really see it through a scope of all your experiences. 
because those are the experiences you're going through to give you yeah. that like variety of colors basically yeah, yeah. But when you're younger you only know like red white black where mm. the older you get you've got you know a turquoise thousand and shit. Well, exactly you've yeah. got fucking turquoise and mauve and you know like fucking <laughs> can't think of any other yeah. colors <laughs> <laughs> wow I'm still gr- I'm like <laughs> Um, like well, over there. Uh, t- uh, um, again, other, other, other sh- <laughs> Cyan, uh, Sun Orange, yeah, there you and go. stuff like that. So I think that I think there's a pretty good metaphor in there somewhere. Yeah, no, that's a good metaphor. That's a very good metaphor. You're just gaining your like you know vocab of colors, so mm. it's really hard until you get to this point where now you can start assessing it. You know, but great, like it is really good advice, mm. and it's definitely something I would tell myself. But it's really the experiences you're gaining that are going to help you do that as you go through life but like i would have had friends that would have been like that would have would have been doing what i would have told myself really back then yeah what they were like at that stage in their life where they, they were at a stage where they were very much aware of very their like feelings mature and mature themselves. yeah mature themselves yeah, very right. much aware of it is that women or men uh women yeah i feel like women mature so much quicker yeah. than men and they were definitely more aware of themselves more self-reflective were able to com- communicate their thoughts and their feelings quite well but yeah like you said this is me speaking from more of a life yeah. experience that okay now i look back if i'd done this so yeah i guess if i could go back i'd be like yo you little shit be self-reflective and fucking let people in your piece of horror i think one of the things i would tell myself is stop trying to help everyone Mm. just stop you don't need to stop trying to be everyone's saviour because not everyone is looking to be saved that is also true Mm. that is also true someone uh, sent in leave my hometown earlier Mm. I think that's one of the benefits of going to uni Mm. like most people in the UK and you know in Ireland and stuff like that you would have um, left home and gone away and it really does have a massive impact like like I said I would send my kid away and I'd want him to like, some of my friends they stay him you're uni, not gonna have a daughter um, him him or her and uh, and we're gonna or they <laughs> or they or yeah. uh, for, or, or um, all the other ones uh, or, or all the other ones yeah fuck we're getting cancelled again <laughs> <laughs> and I would tell them like just just don't be like some of my friends they went to uni in London lived in mm. London I'm like why like you'd taken away that whole experience of just you know did they live at home home yeah they did and moving away from hometown and stuff like that and it's like that is the thing you need to do to give Mm. you that experience you know that is so important in itself for personal growth and no one really tells you that like when I was a kid it was more about like go because you need to do this and study and learn it's like no one ever said you need to do this because it's going to help you grow as a person yeah yeah and no one like and no one really said that and I think that's so important I would just definitely tell my kids or you know my best mates kids if I'm glad I I don't have any (laughs) which I probably (laughs) won't I'm gonna be so alone so long I'm definitely glad I think yeah I'm I'm glad I went away I didn't actually go that far I was about didn't you go to Derry? Yes, yeah, about two and a half, three Derry. hours. Derry. Two and a half, three hours away. Um, which yeah. is great. And I went home the weekends. So it was kind of like I got the best of both worlds. Um, but for sure, just going away to uni. Was your mum like promoting you to go away from home? Was she like, yeah, do it? Or was um, she like... No, it's like, sh- nah. She wasn't like, go away, go away, go away. Or she didn't stay, 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 stay. She was just... Do, do whatever makes you happy. Yeah, just do you. Yeah. I was either going to go Belfast, Derry or Liverpool. Or Liverpool would have been fucking Liverpool's mental. Yeah, Liverpool would have been intense. Oh my god! Don't know what would happen if I lived in, in Liverpool. Jesus. Some of my friends who I went to uni um, in Newcastle, 
they absolutely loved it. And this was at the time when Geordie Shaw was massive. Like it was like the the big thing yeah. in MTV. Everyone was like watching it loads. And they went to that stage and they said Newcastle's almost like never neverland. You you just don't grow up. Parties every night of the week, cheap alcohol. Mm. They're just like it's ridiculous. I went to Newcastle. It's like well in Nottingham. It's I still have cheap. Been. It was like three quid for like a double. That's ridiculous. Which is what's just, that? Uh, Revs Revs bar in Newcastle where it's like yeah Revs yeah. It's yeah, triple yeah. triple five dollar vodka Red Bulls or something. Just ridiculous. Imagine man. them. Oh. Imagine them doing that in a in Australia. Imagine if you had like a uni- Is there a university in? No, there's not a university in Bondi. No, I was like, is there like somewhere? No. What? I know. I don't know. That's a really stupid question. Though. But Im- imagine is there a university. In Bond- oh, imagine goodness. if like this was like a uni town. It would be insane. Like if you went away to a beach town for you, which is like Brighton, I guess, and stuff like that. But you know, it's not pebbles and it's sand and it's nice. Imagine, uh, yeah, imagine there's a university in Bondi. Oh my god, that would be absolutely insane. Dangerous. Holy shit! But as a student, there's no like they would have to bring the prices down. Yeah, because no way you could afford that on student loans. Do you know no. what I mean? Going out and spending like three, four hundred bucks a night. I imagine the the uni that would be in Bondi Just would be, be a very kids. yeah, would be very yeah. rich kids for sure. They'll be able to afford that. Rich white elitist kids. Yeah, oh, sounds like a good place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send my kids there <laughs> for the opportunity to networking. That's some good networking. Yeah. Um, someone else sent in, learn to validate yourself from within. External validation is temporary and fleeting. I like that word. Is that the same as like intrinsically versus extrinsically motivated? No, that's not. It's different. Why are you trying to like think like more than what's been said? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you trying to sound smarter than you are? Can you say? Can you say? Stay in your lane. Yeah, 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 okay. Can you say? I'll read it again because you got confused there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that the same as intrinsically (laughs) and extrinsically? It's like no, just whatever I just read. It is what I just read. Learn to validate yourself from within. External validation is temporary and fleeting. Oh, one one sec. What is he? Can he's eating fluff? I'll just let him eat it. Oh, oh, that's. He's You're disgusting. He's definitely going to vomit, man. Good. Um, and, and learn to validate yourself internally instead of external validation. Yeah, external so, validation is temporary. And so, like, give me an example. Fleeting. I guess this comes back to the the self-love thing and making sure that you're happy and love yourself before you can expect someone else to love you. Because at the end of the day, if you don't love yourself... And enjoy being around yourself. Enjoying spending time with yourself. You can't then bring someone in your life and expect them to want to be around you. It's like if you can't sit in bed and be alone in your own thoughts, enjoy your own company, then why on God's earth would would someone come into your life and enjoy your company, if that makes sense? You know what I mean? Do you know what? It's really hard, right? And I like the reason why I think is as a kid school can be such a volatile place Mm. right and it if you don't get in in like a really good place in school where you're popular or liked it's really hard to like yourself because all you know every single day is how you're projected in school Mm. i had a shit time at school i really hated it bullied heavily didn't really get along with people in my school Mm. it's very like cliquey so for me i didn't really gain that kind of like self self-validation self-love for myself probably until i was like maybe 
I'd say in my like like 19 mm. 18 19 20 but, but going back to what the question was like if you could go back and tell yourself that mm. at 16 so if we're if we're thinking back you need to think did i know that i should be trying to validate myself and not worry about that it's almost like back then you wouldn't have known that so yeah. if a future self came back and mm. told you that you'd have been like holy shit yeah. you're right 29 year old daniel yeah it would have been you know what I mean? It's like, you're right, future me. Like It's weird to hear my whole name. <laughs> I was like, Daniel, what have I done? Um, yeah. Being 16, you come back and saying, mm. you need to learn to validate yourself because these kids around you, like they're just either projecting or they have some yeah. sort of like issue inside themselves that mm. they're pushing onto you. So don't worry about that because everything that you need, all the happiness that you need is going to come from within. Because anything now in school that you see that's bringing you happiness. Again, what like they say here, is temporary and fleeting. That girl that you really like, mm. that you want her to see you, she's going to get older and then you're going to look back and think she was actually not that, yeah. that, that good looking. She yeah. was, actually wasn't that great. Yeah. Or, no bunda. I, no bunda. Nah. No bunda. Or, I don't know, I guess this class or whatever you wanted to get yeah. into. Now that you look back, actually I didn't even want to do that subject. Mm. Or, oh, I didn't become prefect. Being a prefect literally does nothing for you. Yeah. In the future, if you look back on it, like, you don't put being a prefect in secondary school on your resume. Mm. Like, I don't think it makes a difference. People are so different when yeah. they were 17 to when they're 29. So just small external validations, stuff like that, are so irrelevant mm. in this day and age. I could have really done with that kind of advice massively 100 percent, and i think that really would have helped because at that I, I didn't have anyone telling me that kind of i didn't mm. have e i didn't even have that kind of influence around me so it was all just you know pretty much just dealing with all of that on my own didn't really get the great didn't really get the advice you need from you mm. i didn't really get the advice i need from my parents because parents are just going to be protective everything's going to be all right yeah be fine. Exactly. but it's never going to be like you know you tell those bullies at school that sticks and stones will hurt my bones but fucking words will never hurt me whatever the thing yeah. is you're like mum i can't say that at school they'll punch me they just <laughs> battered me again so you know you saying sticks and stones just gave them ammo they threw <laughs> sticks and stones at me so do you know what i mean like you're never really going to get the greatest advice of your parents because they don't really know what's going on or they're so like out of touch from it mm. that they can't really understand what's going on so and i guess school for them would have been so different to when we went so i mean they'll understand to a certain degree but then also there's just going to be certain aspects of how school life is for example when we have kids and um, if we have kids their experience in school mm. is just going to be so different especially because technology is going to be more advanced for example when our um parents were at school there were no mobile phones they didn't have social media and when we were in school it started to come in so it goes to like all the cyberbullying and mm. pe pictures dirty pictures floating around like that was never an issue yeah when they were growing up so there's there's so many different parameters and different aspects of school and life that they won't understand but from the basis of it i guess they could but yeah there's going to be certain situations where they may be won't be fully aware or capable of giving the best advice but like you said finding that validation from within Here, hearing, and the love uh, yes hearing within. like how my parents went to school it just sounded like a lot more tough like no one was really like there was they had the cane mm. and they used to I feel like it was a lot more just like black and white Whereas we live in a world now where I think people talk a lot more about what's going on. Mm. So I think for our parents, it was more like, you know, don't be a soft cock. And yeah. bullying is just a part of life. Yeah. You just go, you get bullied and that's it. And I think now it's just, we live in a, 
in a different age where we can give ourselves this advice mm. and be like, you know, it doesn't need to be like that and it shouldn't be like that. But yeah, that would have been great advice to hear, 100%. 100%. Um, one of the ones I got through was... Oh, one of the ones I got through was, <laughs> this kind of triggered me a little bit. Um, don't marry your high school sweet. Don't marry your high school sweetheart. Not that I did marry her, but someone sent that through to me. And I was just like... Don't marry your high school sweetheart? Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm confused. So this, this, so this person would give themselves this advice when they were younger. So they married themselves. They married their high school sweetheart, obviously. Did they? Yeah. It's one of the girls that, 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 that we know from, uh, I'm not going to say... I'm going to throw them under the bus, um, but I'll tell you after. But yeah, and I was just like, that is, obviously, because we spoke about in the last episode, getting to relationships when you're really young, you know, yeah, 16, yeah. 17, 18. And I was like, fuck yeah. My kid was in a serious relationship. I'd be like, fucking, you are not doing that, no. mate. Or you are out this fucking house on the street with you. I'm trying to think who it is, but I don't, I'll, don't bother. Um, someone uh, someone actually messaged in saying, don't move to India at 19, thinking you're going to marry the, a man that you met online. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, it's, I, was uh, like, you, I, was like, I didn't respond to it, but I was like, you moved to India at 19 to meet up a man to marry that you met online. It's like, what? Shit. Must have, been, must have came from money. Did you know what happened? I didn't. Resp- I didn't respond and ask. I actually yeah, might bad. though. I'm intrigued. I actually don't even know who. The- I don't know the person. It's just a random person who follows me. That's bad. Um, people are gonna come and go, and that's a part of life. The real ones will always stay. I don't have any of my same friends I had before I was eighteen. So none of the people I knew growing up. When I got to eighteen, is the friends I know back home now. Oh, serious? Yeah, so like Lever, I've known for like 11 years. All my other mates I've known who I'm going back home um, eventually. You didn't know them in high school? No, no, I didn't know them in high school. But when I go home next year, the lads who I'm going home to see and all the people, they're all, um, I've known them for like 11 years. I knew them in high school, but I didn't, wasn't really in the same friend group as them. Yeah. Um, so I kind of got into a new friend group at like 18. And those are the friends I know now back home. Mm. But anyone before then, you know, I literally don't speak to any of them. It's so true, friends. And even some of them I don't really speak yeah. to now. But it's so true. People do just like come and go. It's like they're just here. People are just here for, for seasons of mm. your life. And they're there to teach you, to break you, mm. to help you grow. And they move on. And that's okay. Mm. I think... Especially, especially moving to Australia, there's a lot of friendships that I had back home that have kind of just dwindled into the abyss, and they're pretty much no more. Um, and that's not because of like any, like it's just life. Yeah, it's just life. No, nothing bad happened. It's kind of just geography, life. They're probably married with kids, doing doing their like their whole thing, and then I'm just in a different place. Mm. So then. <clears throat> Just slowly but surely, just life just took its course and then you kind of just veer off and then that just happened. And for a while I was in a place where I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, why do I not speak to these people anymore? And it, it, I just, it, I came down to the point where I just said to myself, that's just, that's just it. That's just how life goes. Mm. Like, there's literally going to be people that you thought you were going to be best friends with. When you were 16, you thought, we're going to be best friends forever. I'm going to be your best man. You're going to be our best man. Shut up, younger Dwayne. No, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. It's not true. Mm. You're, just, you're just like, you're almost romanticizing the yeah. future because that's all you know at the time. And back then when you're 16, your, your worldly views and your idea of what the world is is so small. 
And when you're 16, you don't... I didn't know all this was going on over yeah. here in Australia. I didn't know all that was going on in in Indonesia, in the Philippines, in Thailand, mm. in Singapore, all these places I've traveled. I didn't know what was going on in Bondi. <laughs> like, you just don't know. So whenever yeah. you're at that age and you're having these little... Like cute little conversations with your girlfriend at the time. Oh my god, we're gonna have like three kids, two boys, <laughs> one girl. Um, but let's have a boy first because then he, he he can protect he can protect his like little sister from the bullies. Shut up! All oh, that Instagram story of Joe, yeah. It's just, Sorry. but you know what I mean. So you like create this future, like, and I I was guilty of it as well. I had yeah, my so. future planned out when I was sixteen. I thought I'd I would be married by twenty five, having kids at twenty seven. And again, it comes down to Look how small now. how small minded you are when yeah. you're that age, especially when you live in a small town. Yeah, you just don't know anything else but that. And yeah. the people around you who are a little bit older are doing exactly what you're envisioning. They've all got married at twenty five. They all got kids at twenty seven. They all have four kids by the time they're thirty two. So you're thinking, well, that's that's just that's what life's supposed to be. Mm. And then it just takes like one thing that just like kind of hits you, and you, you you almost think, let me just venture outside here for a little mm. bit. Let me just let me just go to the city. Let me just go away for uni for three years to a different city where I don't <clears> really know anyone, and just see how life unfolds. And as soon as I did that, I knew like I knew I wasn't gonna live in. Shout out to Lurgan. Live in Lurgan again. Mm. Like, I just couldn't... I couldn't do it. It's crazy when you, like... It's, like, it's, it's crazy what you expose yourself to, how you can just get such a shift in perspective. Oh, my Lord, yeah. Like, it's insane. Like, I remember when I first went traveling, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go traveling and just see what happens. Mm. And then the moment I got here, I was like, I'm never going home. Like, I... No, fuck that. Like, why? This is a completely different lifestyle. Mm. I could never imagine doing that anymore. Yeah, because I guess... It's different for you though, because you live in you're like you're from London, mm. so London's shout just out London town. North yeah, Asia. shout out to London. Um, it's it's just different there. I feel like I could live in I could obviously live in London, but even being from London, would you not be able to go back and live there? Nah, because well, no. I don't live. Well, I live in Northwest London. It's like Greater London, so I live in like Zone Four, Zone Four. For okay, I see a little bit. Not, no, none of my friends really. No one, not a lot of people who I know live in Central London, Zone One. Okay, two, like not really anyone. Um, so it's great to London, not really like, and if you were going to live in central London, it's so fucking expensive. Mm. It's so expensive. And I feel that you just live in the center of just, for me, it's just, it's just a concrete jungle. It is. And I'm just not a fan. I'm Where not, dreams are made of. Yeah, I'm just not a fan. I just, I just don't care about it. All, mm. I, all I think about is now is like the London underground, being busy, crammed up on a train at 7.30 in the morning. Getting that old Omari on? Yeah, going to see... Wait, God, I, Omar, <laughs> I was like, Omari? Who fucks, who fucks Omari? <laughs> Omari on. Omari, is that what it's called? It's called Omicron. Omicron. But Omari on's an R&B singer. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't. Yeah, you don't know yeah, music, yeah, so yeah, yeah, carry yeah. on. Music thing. And I was like, you know, just being in the, the London Underground, going to the office, it's just like, nah, nah, no way. Just couldn't imagine. Yeah, now that I, now no, that I live in Bondi, <clears throat> it's definitely the lifestyle here is just way better. Oh, 100%. It's just the perfect level of work-life balance that you get mm. living here. Whereas if you're in 100%. London, you're waking up in winter in the dark and you're going back home in the mm. dark from work. I just can't do that. Not about me. No, but if I had to, if I had to choose another city to live in, it probably would be London. I think um, 
one of the biggest piece of advice, the the last thing I'll say is, um, mate, in the end, everything will always be okay. Mm. Everything, in the end, it will all be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Oh, I like that. Oh, and that's... also someone sent in, don't worry about it. We're all just on a big rock anyway. <laughs> I like that. I do like that. I was like a bit depressing, but I like it. <laughs> I like that. Like nothing matters. We're just on a floating rock. So just, just do whatever. Just break put, some laws and kill some people. You put inspect. I mean, maybe yeah, not kill people. Don't. Yeah. Do probably, not. Yeah. Do, this is not legal advice. Yeah. <laughs> don't uh, don't kill anyone. I do like that though. Yeah. I do like that. I've got some funny shit sent in from people because I put out another thing for some. Have we got time? Yeah. I've got. A well, really... We've got time for Juan. Okay. Cool. So I've got a story sent him. I'm thinking of the rock. Okay, I'm going to tell one. Okay, so one of my mates went on a number of dates with this girl when they were living over in the UK. Okay. And he went on a number of dates with them and then they ended up like, I don't know what happened. They didn't really like go anywhere from that. And then he went out on a night out and he ended up going back to this bird's house and he shagged her. Okay. Anyway, so he woke up at this bird's place and he's looking up on the shelf and he sees a photo and he's like, how do you how do you know that chick in the photo? Because that's the girl he'd been on like multiple dates with. Right. And he's like, oh, that's that's my housemate. She's she's my best mate. And he's like, oh right, no, no way, yeah, mate, in fucking London, as if that's Hold happened. On. So my so mate, it's obviously a new house. He's never been to that he's house. He's never been there before. Oh And my he went goodness. in and he's like, woke up and seen her picture of her, and he's like, who the fuck is that? And he's like, she's like, oh, that's that's my housemate. It's my best mate. He's like. Oh right! He's like, oh, do you know it? No, just, no, just asking anyway. And How I was did like, she not know who he was though? For I, like, I have minutes? no idea. Anyway, he basically ended up, he basically ended up just getting the fuck out. What of was there. the time frame? Um, I think they hadn't seen each other for like a couple of weeks, but they've been on like quite a few dates with each other. Oh my goodness! So yeah. between like, oh, right. that's mad. I was like, did you bump into her on the way out? He's like, nah, but he could hear her in the other room on the phone to her mate, and he just fucking got the hell out of that flat. I'm like, mate. That's class. That, the chances of that happening. That's mad. Are like, ridiculous. The chances of that happening. In London as well, it's massive. The fact that you went on a night out, went back to this random girl's house, and it ended up being the best mate and housemate of the girl you've been on multiple dates with. Mate. What a great story, though. I love that. What a great. Imagine if you would have walked out and just seen her there at breakfast. Like. You're like, morning. It's another black guy in Bondi. It's not. It's not, who you think it's, it's not who you think it is. That's so weird, Dwayne. That guy looks nothing like you. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Does she know that's not you? <laughs> she sees you and she's like... It's like... Wait, what? Hit. You lied to me. <laughs> you said you were Mr. Combat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've absolutely been pulled up here. Oh, funny. Right, everyone. Yeah. Thank you very, very much. Um, This is our 23rd episode. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it if you got this far. And as always, get us on all those social media platforms. I will chat to you very, very soon. Like, share, subscribe, follow, all that jazz. Thank you and for all, all of the jazz. attention. And peace, peace and love. Stay safe and happy fucking New Year. Yes, sir. Yeah.